welcome back to part two of the murder of Dee Dee Blanchard. Blanchard. Yes. And the murderer, per se, the person who was found guilty of this crime, her daughter, Gypsy Rose Blanchard. But maybe the real victim. I think she was absolutely a victim. I think so, too. So we're probably going to dive right back in, but if you are uh, joining us and only listening to this part, which is part two, I strongly recommend going back and listening to part one, where we discuss uh, Dee Dee's early life and really the life probably through the first 15, 16, 18-ish years of Gypsy Rose Blanchard. That's right. And uh, do you want to give just a quick summary for anyone that is uh, hopping on part two only? Yep. So Dee Dee Blanchard was found June 14th in 2015 uh, murdered. She was stabbed to death and later found that her daughter's boyfriend and her daughter conspired to murder her. Um it is said that the reason that this was um, the cause of this murder was because Gypsy had been abused uh, her entire life uh, by with Munchausen by proxy, and um, you know the discussion of Dee Dee controlling her to the point where she felt like she had no other choice. And just a few things that she uh, she went through to uh, just paint a little picture of what may have driven Gypsy to this. Uh, she had all of her teeth removed. She uh, was self-diagnosed or by her mother with leukemia. She was uh, had a feeding tube because she was, again, self-diagnosed with having a sugar allergy and therefore couldn't eat. Muscular dystrophy, which put her in the wheelchair, which we know she did not have as well. Uh, She had her salivary glands removed, so she couldn't actually taste any food either. Yep. And the reason she had her salivary glands removed was because uh, Gypsy said that Dee Dee would put some kind of anesthetic on her gums before they went into the doctor so that she would drool, and that led to the salivary glands being removed. I don't know why. What was the point of that? Why why remove her salivary glands? Uh, Dee Dee shaved Gypsy's head to make it look like she was being treated for cancer. Uh, she also said that she uh, had sleep apnea and asthma, so she required the use of a CPAP machine to help her breathe at night. Good Lord. Uh, it is also said that the side effects of the anti-seizure med- medication and all the other medications that she took, in addition to the salivary glands being removed, led to her teeth decaying, <sighs> and so her front teeth were removed and were replaced by a bridge. So, um, uh, and then as in addition, she had tubes put in her ears because Dee oh, had right, told the right. doctors that uh, she had ear infections or a myriad of ear infections, which is I've had tubes in my ears when I was little, and it is excruciating. I mean, oh my God. I've never had that. I've actually, I have never once had an ear infection. I've heard miserable things, but I've never had one. It feels like your brain's going to explode because oh, your yeah. ear is so close to that. Your ear, yeah. you know, it, it's incredibly painful. And most For of the sure. time they do this, they put tubes in your ears. They just essentially puncture your eardrum with a tube oh. so that it can drain. And usually they don't give you an aesthetic. What? Nope. Oh. I had it as a baby and they wrapped me oh. up in a sheet and held Wait. me down, which is why I'm terrified in a lot of ways from doctors. You remember that? Yeah. That was the first thing I remember. Oh my goodness. In my life. Whoa. Like her first thing she remembered, I was like probably two and a half. The first thing Gypsy remembers when she was little was having a feeding tube in. 
Yeah, that's Those fair. are traumatic freaking events, man. Dude, tell me about it. Like, If Jesus. you listen to my rant, you can relate. Yes, <laughs> I can relate. I would suggest to anybody who's jumping into part two, I would go back to part one. Definitely. Um, you know, we talk a little bit about how we get to, you know, Gypsy as a youth, uh, teenager, going into adulthood, how Dee Dee um, perpetuated these lies. And, and then at some point, Gypsy sort of joined in. And I'm not saying she had any choice, but certainly she participated because all along, she was aware that she couldn't walk yet she was again perpetuating this idea that she was in a wheelchair and that she uh, was incapacitated all of this for financial gain as well as for sympathy from the public um you know, and sometimes I think, oh, it was just from the money. But that's not true because she was like in events and she was like honorary queen. Absolutely. Of and it had nothing to do with money. No. It was weirder than that. Um, it was just so, so, so strange. So here we are now. Dee Dee is and, and Gypsy are still, you know, doing the same thing that they were doing, perpetuating these lies, going around to different doctors. It's about 2007, 2008. They recently moved from Louisiana to the Ozarks region in Missouri. They are in a Habitat for Humanity housing in a neighborhood that is uh, low income and homes that were built exclusively f- uh, for or by Habitat for Humanity. And Gypsy and Dee Dee, again, are, uh, are on, on tour, per se, going around to these different events, going to different hospitals, videotaping all of these different events. Gypsy is, I mean, I, I, even back, in the, back at that time when there wasn't so much, you know, um, I mean, there was, sure, there was internet, but you just didn't see as much YouTube. You didn't see no. as much of this sort of social media. Right. So I don't even know where any of this was getting shown. But, but even she, YouTube was in its infancy at that yeah, point. She must have had a following. Yeah. Um, it, it was, I think, on Facebook, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, Maybe because they had a shared Facebook account. Oh, and a GoFundMe thing, too, or something like so that. I think so, too. Right? Yes. They, of course. Yeah. Typical. Um, apparently, since 2001, Gypsy had and her mom had been attending some science fiction and fantasy conventions. They would dress up in costumes, sometimes matching costumes. Um, you know, Gypsy had her head shaved because her mom told everybody that she was having chemotherapy. So they would frequently put her in wigs. And mm-hmm. it's, all this contributed to this really distorted, like, view of, of Gypsy, of herself yeah. and others. Right. But she's a teenager now. So hormones are raging. She's got a normal body. Again, she's got breasts. She's blossoming. Yes. And it's getting more and more confusing for her because I don't know if anybody who's ever lived with a teenager, and if you're an adult, you've been a teenager, you know how near impossible it is to control a teenager. So this was getting really challenging for Dee Dee. And by this point, she's actually, if not very close to her 18th birthday, if not has passed it already. So while still technically a teenager, she's also an adult or extremely close to adulthood now. And even though she was held back in so many ways, she still hit puberty. Yeah. I, um, you said she grew breasts. I think she menstruated. Uh, She had a cute body. Sure. I mean, you know, in her pictures that you see with her on Facebook and all of her different little personalities, I mean, she was cute. Yeah, she was. And I have to say, like, in my mind, I was imagining the with Dee Dee hitting puberty, Gypsy hitting puberty, 
I was picturing, and maybe this is because I watched only part of the act, which is the Hulu somewhat biopic about the story of T.D. and Gypsy Rose. Which, I, which part did you watch? Did you watch the beginning or the end? I watched, I think, I watched through the murder of Dee Dee. So almost all of it, like, I, I didn't see the last one or two episodes. I think that's when I gave up on it, too. Yeah, but... but- well, maybe not. I don't remember, honestly. I, I was really looking forward to it. And I think maybe I did watch it, but not as closely. Maybe I lost, you know, interest. I thought it was really interesting when her or she and Nick, you yeah. know, go off and do their thing. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. So this is a, this is a little bit, this is a sidebar. But I was imagining, so uh, Patricia Arquette plays Dee Dee. And I personally found her performance to be a little way, a little way over the top uh but she won like an emmy and a golden globe so someone thought it was fantastic but i kept on seeing in my mind my mind's eye i was seeing the portrayal of gypsy and Dee as that of carrie and whatever her mom's name is from the movie carrie really i totally did and <laughs> when Gypsy hits puberty. This doesn't actually happen, but I was imagining that it happened. I'm imagining. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining that Dee Dee like rants on her about now that she has the devil inside her, just like the note in uh, Carrie. Say, so, oh, who plays Sissy SpaceX mom? It's gonna drive me nuts. Uh, it's someone kind of famous. Uh, is it the woman from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Ooh, is it Nurse Nurse Ratchet? Ratchet? Yeah, I'm I'm IMDBing it. I don't remember Eileen Brennan. No, it's a different woman. No, uh, who I really love. Um, all right. So while you're looking that up, let's get back on track. So we know that Gypsy has been going to these events. Um, you know the sci-fi and fantasy conventions. She's been dressing up. Her mom dressed up with her. At some point, Gypsy um at an event in 2011, which would make her 20. By the way, 2009. 2011 is oh. she made uh, another escape. Um, apparently, she had tried to escape before and um, got reeled in. And in this this situation, apparently, her mom found her in a hotel room with a man that she met online. Yeah, she met this guy. By the way, it was Piper Laurie, who was uh, Mrs. White. Okay, Marco I White. was so wrong. Yeah. Wow. But uh, yeah, so she uh, for for all of her lack of understanding of the ways of the world and no education gypsy was really good on the computer and social media yeah so she knew that she was going to this convention because she went every single year and decided to meet up with a gentleman and the convention i think was in like a convention center inside a hotel and they went to a hotel room together well here's what i don't understand so, uh, Gypsy was good at using a computer. What I'm confused about is, was there another computer in the house that Dee Dee used? There must have been. No, I don't think so. I think it was a shared... Well, they had a shared computer, and then, at least according to the act, how accurate this is, I'm not sure, but in the act, Gypsy takes the shared computer, and from her government funds that she's getting paid through SSDI or whatever she's getting at the time ha- orders or buys a new computer off the internet for her own. 
And how does she do that? Does she have pay with credit card? I mean, how does she get paid with cash? And then the other thing is they must have had a computer in the house because well, then they was, had Wi-Fi. If she was over the age of 18, she would be getting SSI or SSDI, Supplemental Security Income or Supplemental Security Disability Income. And she was legally disabled, so she's probably getting the latter, which actually pays her more. When, and she gets a government, essentially, debit card. Mm, okay, fair enough. Plus, they had a pile of money because they had been collecting from her father and so on and so on. Yeah, her father was paying child support. Up until she was 18. Right, up until she was 18. Plus, like you said, I think they had a GoFundMe. Wow. Yeah. So they, it, it appears that they had enough money to take care of themselves. And Gypsy was able to procure some things that would help, you know, continue these um, meetings with these men. Um, so, again, Gypsy gets caught in a hotel room with a man. I don't know what she was doing. Um, it's never really clear in the act. They try to touch on some of this. I have a feeling it was a little more lurid than uh, what was suggested. I mean, right. Gypsy definitely knew how to manipulate as well. And as a teenage girl, I wouldn't be surprised if she learned how to use that to help this. Um at that point, when she was caught in the hotel with the guy, Dee Dee lost her mind. She got pissed. <laughs> she she apparently put a hammer to the computer. Uh, she said she was going to break her fingers if she tried to escape again. She um, handcuffed her to the bed for two weeks. And she was told, Gypsy was told by Dee Dee that she had submitted paperwork to uh, claim her as incompetent so that if Oh, Gypsy. I forgot about that. Yeah, so if Gypsy did go to the police or to anyone, then nobody would believe her because she was known as incompetent from there on out. So that may or may not have been true. Also at this time, <laughs> Gypsy was becoming a really good friends with her neighbor who, at least in the act, and I think in real life, lived across the street from them. And the neighbor thought that Gypsy was five to seven years younger than her because uh, as we mentioned in, in part one gypsy was born in 1991 but her mother forged several birth certificates <laughs> and changed the dates on birth certificates and gypsy never actually knew how old she was until she was much later in life yeah so this neighbor thought she was talking to someone who was significantly younger than she actually was and gypsy had the maturity level of someone significantly younger but they really became very close and almost like sisters and it was a very important relationship but i think it was actually a very important relationship in gypsy's life because she finally had someone other than her mother that she felt like she could confide in yeah and in in the documentary um, they talked to that girl and she's just devastated because she felt like that they were much closer than, than let it that, you know, she was surprised that Gypsy didn't say anything and she was really, she really felt betrayed and I don't blame her. No, I don't, I don't blame her either. And she, uh, it, it was asked, I think in the, either in the documentary or else there was, I think an oxygen special or something. I don't remember exactly where it was, but she was asked specifically about, this event about Gypsy, like, running off, um, you know, did they talk about sex? Did they talk about drugs? Did they talk about alcohol? Because in the act, they actually show Gypsy, like, sneaking a sip of a beer and, like, a cigarette or something just to try it, which, which 
the real life gypsy has vehemently denied never happened. And so did the real life neighbor because she said, I thought she was so much younger. Literally, the worst thing we ever talked about was kissing boys. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think that ever happened. I think that was glamorized. So this is the part that I, um, where I kind of get the most interested. Because now we introduce another player into this mix. Uh Uh-huh. Nicholas Godajohn. Yep. From Brittany, your hometown girl, Big Ben, Wisconsin. Oh, my God. So Waukesha County, Wisconsin. Big Ben is the the specific town. And uh, I, as soon as... I I knew it, but I forgot. And I knew it was Wisconsin. I forgot that it was Waukesha County, where I'm from. I texted Sonia. I said, that's it. We can literally just make our podcast about the crazy shit that happens from our hometowns. Because the more I read, the more I find. It's mind-blowing. Yeah. Everything seems to go back to Florida. And uh, yeah. apparently... All sorts of things, crazy things happen in the sleepy communities at Wa- in Waukesha, Wisconsin. And then you move five minutes over to Milwaukee, and that's a whole oh, nother conversation. Woo-wee. Well, uh, Nicholas John had some issues. He, um, I think that someone at some point thought that he had Asperger's. Um, you know, he was on the spectrum for sure. He was stated to have disassociative identity disorder at some point. He and D or he and um Nicholas Godajohn and Gypsy met on a Christian singles website, uh, both looking for love and <laughs> all the right places, I would assume they thought. I guess so, but so weird yeah well i mean hey i you know i'm not surprised that that's where she would look first oh, she, I'm you not, know yeah just she had a sort of a princess thing going on anyway because of just the way she was raised and you know Dee, Dee wasn't exactly a, mo- a role model for relationships for her no but mostly Dee, Dee was everything to gypsy yeah yeah absolutely and actually real quick before before we get to Nicholas, because there's a lot to unpack there, mm-hmm. I feel like it needs to be a t-shirt. Two key things that are just, that I think are interesting that we haven't mentioned that I wanted to. As I said, that Gypsy was became very close with her neighbor, who was, I guess at this point in her early 20s, um, maybe a teenager, more or less the same age as Gypsy, but she was infrequently allowed to be alone with her out of Dee Dee's fear of what she would say. And so, uh, and this, this goes back all the way to when Gypsy was a child. Anytime Gypsy and Dee Dee were together, they sat right next to each other and they held hands. And mm-hmm. they always held hands because if Gypsy started to say anything that was out of line, and by out of line, I mean allude to she might not be as sick or unwell as she pretended to, Dee Dee would squeeze her hand very hard. Yep. And that was Gypsy's cue to stop talking. Yep. And this was key because there were multiple times that she could have been, Dee Dee essentially could have been found out by the neighbors by doctors you had mentioned it in part one there was one doctor in 2009 that actually suspected 
significantly Munchausen's by proxy, mm-hmm. but uh, because of the way Gypsy was talking, but Dee Dee quickly steered the conversation the other way by physically grabbing Gypsy. And I, I kind of mentioned it at the beginning of the last episode. I alluded to it here. Dee Dee cha- technically changed her last name when they moved to Missouri as well, which is super weird. To what? Blanchard. Oh, that's where she added the E. Yeah, exactly. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Is, is that I'm, really significant enough? If you're Googling someone, it is. Really? The slightest, spe- the slightest spelling change in someone's name could take you off of the track of their identity completely. So, okay, this is getting a little bit off topic, but if she's getting all of this government aid and everything, that throws all of that off. Uh, it depends, and depends on what they required from her to prove her point, because if everything was destroyed in Katrina, what did she have? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, she she apparently had yeah, a lot but of that, time. But those, to, are, like, those are medical documents versus no, everything, federal and state inclu- documents. Everything, including um, Gypsy's birth certificate, was supposedly um, ruined in Katrina. He said it again. What? Supposedly. Oh, I did? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, that was just a sidebar. I just had that thought. Wait, how does that work? But okay, yeah, sure. I suppose everything was destroyed in Katrina. That's what she said. It is what she they said. Were yeah, people who had, you know, were at risk or whatever. Right. Doctors weren't going to question them as much. All right, so back to Nicholas. Okay, well, Nicholas, uh, <laughs> interesting guy. Interesting guy. I'm not sure how old Nicholas was at the time that he met um, her. I think 21. Got it. I think he he was a couple years younger. He must have been old enough to get in trouble. Oh yeah, he because was. One of the accounts is that he was arrested. Uh huh. For masturbating in oh, McDonald's. That's right. Wait, hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. <laughs> I'm holding. Nine hours. Uh, what? He was masturbating in McDonald's for nine <laughs> hours. What? Nine in in a booth. Not in the bathroom. <laughs> I remember the booth part. I forgot the nine hours part. Nine hours. How many? Pe- that's no. Dude, that is two shifts of people walking through no! there. In and out. In and out. Hey, there's a guy over there. Not in He's and either out, scratching out, his no thigh or he has got something going on. No. Nine hours. Now, I will say that Nicholas didn't look quite all there, um, you know, and certainly got worse under you know, scrutiny and pressure when he was in his situation, you know, being interviewed or interrogated or whatever. But, um, you know, there are times in some pictures I've seen where Nicholas may, you know, he looked kind of normal. I mean, yeah. he, I know he had issues, no, but, but he did. He, he, he presented well. He, um, he wasn't the type that if you saw him out and about or passed in the street, would immediately strike you as having challenges. Uh, no, no. Other than if you saw him in McDonald's oh masturbating oh for God. nine hours. First off, that's, what about chafing? I mean, <laughs> nine I, hours. Okay, I literally, I wasn't going to go there, but yeah, I kind of thought that. Just nine hours. Nine. Like, that must be exhausting like, and okay. uneventful. Uneventful, may I say. Like, what in the All world? Under or over the pants? <clears throat> I don't know. I I would I don't know. I ha, I what does it matter? What Well, I mean because was he well okay, was he exposing himself or was he just like you know, I I don't know. I would I, I would have assume a lot of not. Que- I'd I have hope, a lot of questions. I'd hope not. 
Um, like I said, How? was it questionable whether he was just itching his thigh or whatever? Not for nine hours. Yeah, I, I don't know. And I guess he had a phone or something with him, and that's what he was like watching. I don't know. Who mm. knows? Anyway, hitty who? Um, out, upstanding citizen Nicholas. So you know he he uh, was vulnerable to Gypsy. They met. They immediately started talking and communicating and, and fell in love. And Gypsy had her princess complex because uh-huh. you know she was she, had a distorted she, view of what relationships should be. Yeah, well, she she was really only ever shown Disney movies, yeah. and she was treated like a princess everywhere she went. She was yeah. given literally given like tiaras and sashes and treated that way. So that's what she thought was real life. Yeah, no, for sure. But let's not disregard Nicholas here because he had some awareness of the world. He was an adult. He had gotten in trouble for some things, so he must have been in jail. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not I don't discrediting know why, him at all. I don't know why they let him out after the nine hours of masturbating at McDonald's. Like, what was the conversation where he's like, oh, no, you're, you're good. Go ahead and go home. I mean, I don't, I don't know what happened there. But, um, you know, he also had some other... You know, strange, you know, interest. Um, you know, <laughs> once that he and Gypsy started online dating, you know, there was a lot of communication. I mean, the texts are exhausting to read between these two. And they're in love and daddy and sir. And oh. he, he manipulated her a bit, too. You know, he really he made her believe. And, and it's probably what he thought was that he had multiple personalities. Yeah, and he, he needed, did. He needed a girlfriend for each one of those personalities. He, so she created one. She for him. created her. I think. Well, I think Nicholas genuinely, as you said, he was diagnosed with dissociative identity disorder. Yeah, he had some problems. He did, and I think that he probably was. He he had those multiple personalities. Were they tulpas, like we talked about before with Mister Kemper? Oh, maybe. Uh, or you know, were they? Was it truly a psychological dissonance? But she, I think, created the other personalities just to please him. Oh, yeah. And I think she quickly, you know, realized that it she may be getting in over her head. But she kept going with it because I think, in my gut, all along, I think she knew that she needed someone to persuade to do what she could not do herself. I yeah. hate to say that about Gypsy. I know she's getting out. I know she's done her time. Not yet. She's still got some time left. She's got, I think she gets out in 2024. Yeah, that's still um, But, you know, I, I do think that she's, like you said, culpable in some parts here. And she took advantage of Nicholas. Now, mm-hmm. granted, was Nicholas a little bit, you know, off the rails and killing someone? There's no excuse for it. And he readily admits he did, but he also says he wouldn't have done it without Gypsy. I, I totally agree with that. And here's where I go back to where Gypsy is culpable for a lot of the things that happened earlier in her life. Because um, at face value, it looks like Nicholas is more worldly and wise to real life than she is but gypsy manipulated him also oh yeah she knew what she was doing so again i go back to she's not completely innocent in everything that happened to her leading up to it no 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 she uh had had organized a meeting because she wanted Dee Dee uh-huh. and nicholas to meet because she was telling nicholas that they were going to get married and they were going to be together and it was going to be wonderful and so on and so on and um of course when Dee Dee met nicholas she did not like him because why is he they, they, well, who's this boy well they went to see a disney movie and there was nobody in the theater besides them and this I dude know. and the dude had okay. no kids and like really like what's what what are you doing here trolling which I mean, okay on. by the way i think this is this is actually i think kind of sweet because the idea was that 
they were going to accidentally meet and the thought behind it was that Nicholas was going to see them in a parking lot. You've got Dee Dee and Gypsy, Dee Dee the mother, Gypsy this uh, girl, 20-something-year-old girl who's in a wheelchair and Nicholas was going to be this chivalrous gentleman. He was going to hold the door. He was going to walk with them into the theater. He was going to help them out. And this was, I think, all Gypsy's plan to make Dee Dee like him. But he just came across, and rightly so, as the creeper sitting right behind them in the movie. Yeah. And Dee Dee wanted no part of him. Yeah, I don't really blame her. I mean, for all the I don't blame her. I don't blame Dee Dee, her either. She probably, you know, smelled a rat per se. So, um, Dee Dee and, or sorry, Gypsy and Nicholas realize that this isn't going to work. Somehow or another, Gypsy decides to go to the bathroom and gets Nicholas to go with her, <laughs> and then they go in the bathroom and have sex, which is just sort of more manipulation on yeah. Gypsy's part with Nicholas. She is going to form this bond and secure this relationship so that she can make sure that this is this is going to be followed through. Uh huh. And that's what happens ultimately. They um, so they have sex. They continue their relationship continues to grow. They don't see each other. He goes back where he was from wisconsin i suppose big men waukesha county wisconsin yeah so he goes My hometown they realize that they something has to be done with Dee. Dee. she is just not going to participate in the way that gypsy wanted they weren't going to get along she was never going to accept nicholas so nicholas and gypsy proceed to plan uh Dee Dee's death they you know and there's so i mean the text like i said are exhausting <sighs> There's so much documentation about Gypsy really being the person who um, instigated these these this murder and planned it all and really set it in motion. Um, so essentially, she has Nicholas Godijan come back to Springfield in June of 2015. She Gypsy and Dee had spent the day together. Gypsy puts Dee to bed. She goes to bed. She lets Nicholas go. Nicholas go to John. Know that it's on. I think she says it's on. It's right? on. I think that's right. And he comes over and she lets him in the door, hands him duct tape, a knife, and gloves. And he goes in and stabs Dee. And he tells G- Gypsy. Gypsy was smart here. Again, cunning. She did not want to actually be involved. She wanted her mom dead, but she didn't want to be involved in it. So she got all of the. Tools, the tape, the knife, gave them to Nicholas, but said, I don't want to be in the room. So Nicholas told her to go hide in the bathroom and cover her ears so she doesn't have to be involved. But I think that's different. Being involved, she's already involved because she's the one instigating it. She doesn't want to witness she, it. She doesn't that's want to witness it and, and participate. Right. That's different. And I don't think that Gypsy was very smart in the planning of this because there was so much information in Facebook, text. And as we see, you know. Well, she wasn't smart that way because she, well, she made the mistake that a lot of people make the mistake of thinking that it's all private, which, of course, we know. It, but really, Facebook's not private. But I don't think that she was. A lot of people that are using it don't realize how not private it is i guess but so you know again nicholas comes in the house he stabs Dee Dee exactly as planned uh you know he puts the knife and the gloves and everything in, a, in an envelope and um they proceed to leave and they go i think on the road 
They go to a hotel. They're yep. shooting video of themselves playing around in bed and yep. having fun and party time, which is terrible for Gypsy's case. Oh, uh... Having sex. Yeah, having sex, having loads of sex. Seems like fun. Now everything, you know, the Wicked Witch is dead, essentially. Well, so so there were two key Facebook posts, and I'm trying to find them both. One I found real simple. Uh, and Dee Dee and Gypsy shared a Facebook page. It was Dee Dee and Gypsy Blanchard. The first post was simply, the bitch is dead. Yep. Then... A few hours later, a post pops up, and I'm trying to find exactly what it is, and I I can't. But it, it's something along the lines of, I I'm not going to use the word because we try to keep it PG-13 here. But I effed her, I raped her, and then I killed her. You should have heard her screams. And then something about that he raped her sweet daughter. Yes. Well. Yeah, exactly. So you can find it online. Right. Look it up. But the silliness of this was that this was actually Dee Dee. Or sorry, this the silliness of this was that this was actually Gypsy putting this up on Facebook. I have no idea why she would do that. I mean, celebratory aside, like at least not put it on Facebook. Right. And then it made everybody freak out and what's going on, called attention to it. You know, it was just, I mean clearly not thought out and uh, i don't know what she thought by doing that i mean if you're trying to get away with something and you're going to go on the road and run what in the world would you call attention just don't do anything you don't post about it on facebook so so they're on the run they're having their romp in their cheap hotel room the neighbors and family friends start to see these facebook posts pop up they call the police the police say they can't actually do anything because they there's no suspect of foul play and hasn't been long enough so they can't actually they don't have a warrant to go into the house so a family friend breaks into a window or climbs in through a window and finds Dee Dee's dead body face down in a pool of blood in her bed uh it said right after gypsy and nicholas had sex in gypsy's room took four thousand dollars in cash in child support checks or some kind of checks and then again they went to the motel um during that time they're all over security cameras it's fairly obvious what was happening um and gypsy said at that point she thought they had actually gotten away with it which is kind of crazy um this is where it gets even weirder they mur- they they mailed the murder weapon back to nicholas Godajohn's house oh my god i know his family home in wisconsin to these poor parents who get this envelope and then say, hey, Nicholas, here's your envelope. Right. And uh, they, uh, I mean, and, and they're just, and when you see the interviews with them later, they're like, oh my God, you know, they just can't believe that he would do such a thing. I don't know what would ever compel Gypsy or Nicholas to want to keep it. I agree. Why not just throw it in a lake anywhere between where you're driving? Like, Anywhere. I don't get it. It probably never would have been found. Yeah, I uh it, it, there's some things that are just really protect, perplexing. And I think a lot of this speaks to Gypsy's um, immaturity. Oh, very much so. I mean, she was acting, you know, like a very, I mean, she was old enough to be found guilty and go to jail yep. and possibly receive the death penalty for participating in the murder of her uh-huh. mother. Yet she was acting like a young teenager with a care in the world, without a care in the world. Well, but that very much speaks to her, her lack of, uh, maturity and mental capacity because she's 23 20 23 years old i think at this point and she is she's acting like she's an early teenager right 
All right. So, you know, it wasn't long before, you know, they were able to find Nicholas and D, uh, Gypsy on the road. And um, this is where they started, you know, I, I forget where they where they found them. They, no, they made it all the way home. They made it to Nicholas's home in Big Bend. Oh, yeah. they Well, yeah, because that's where he got the letter he had mailed yeah, himself, exactly. the envelope with the, the weapon. Right. And he had, he had told his parents about Gypsy and they were like excited to meet her. And this girl that... Their weird son was excited to introduce to them. Yeah. So the way that they found um, Nicholas and Gypsy was that they were able to trace the IP address back from the Facebook account, and they found it to be in Wisconsin, your hometown. I'm so embarrassed. I know. In Waukesha County. Waukesha. 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 And um, they raided the Big Ben home of the God of Johns. God knows I'm sure they were terrified. They're like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Nicholas, what did you do? Oh, man. (laughs) Don't use a black light. Um, uh, uh. (laughs) Nine hours in a McDonald's. You can imagine what he did in his own home. Yeah, I guess he had some pretty, some some significant issues. And a dark side, apparently. He had a dark side. He was into some, like, BDS and stuff which hey to each their own but bdsm to... no there's no and oh did there. i add an and uh-huh sorry bdsm oh, sorry. if you want to be a professional BDSM person. I don't... <laughs> it's okay randy I, I i only heard that the other day because i used to say b i used to say s&m and then somebody yeah, corrected me and i'm like was. i'm sorry i'm oh. not a pro at this excuse me <laughs> whatever sorry i know okay so um, they brought these two young folks into the police department and they proceeded to question them. And boy, well, that's on tape and interesting it's to watch. Boy, howdy. That is. <laughs> I watched Nicholas's. I didn't watch Gypsy's. Well, she's. I watched it because I thought it, I want I want to see if I can tell if she's lying or telling the truth when we know she's lying. Like when she sits, she comes in, she sits down, she has her blanket on her. She's little. She's meek. And yes. they're like, Gypsy. Your mother is dead. And she's like, and she freaks out. You know, she's crying. What do you mean? He's like, darling, don't lie to me. I already know the truth. And this, when she's like, oh, shit. Uh, you know? And then her, her, you know, her, her tune totally changes. Does she come clean? Sort of. But it takes a while. Okay. And it's not in the first interview. It's not. And okay. then she quickly turns on Nicholas because Coming yes. Queen is really just saying that Nicholas did it. Right. So she. My voice literally that, can't get as high as hers because I was going to do like an impersonation. I can't. My voice does not go oh, that high. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Certainly not. No. Nor do we want to. Uh-huh. It's, uh, it's terrifying. Her yeah. Little teeny baby squeaky voice. It is. For someone who actually went through puberty, it's amazing that her voice is still that high. Well, she had a lot of time to work on it. But I think that. But her voice today she doesn't still sound like that. She doesn't sound like that in real life. But it's not that much lower. Oh, I'm sure she played into it. I'm sure she. Okay, so anyway, so did you I watch? I won't do did, that voice anymore. By the way, <laughs> I'm you. gonna scare you in the future. <laughs> when, whenever you're saying something, <laughs> it's not the voice, the the pitch. It was the sing songy. It it's terrible. It's, I mean, it, she's totally playing up for the camera. She it totally my is. Heart. Uh, yes, and I felt so, bad. I feel bad that she thought she had to do that. Did you? Did you watch Nicholas's? I did. <laughs> okay, okay. So I watched his, and the reason I asked you about Gypsy, and I wanted to, but again, I was just too frustrated with this whole thing. I didn't want to give it any more time. So the the detective essentially comes in and is like, "Listen, we know everything. Gypsy told us she threw you under the bus. 
just come clean. And so that's why I was asking if she really did or not. Eventually, yeah. I mean, eventually she comes clean by talking about how essentially Nicholas killed her mom. Right. But I don't think she... She didn't take full responsibility for it. She really blamed him. Well, I'm not surprised. She so okay. The thing that stuck with me on uh, as far as Nicholas's his interview goes or his interrogation, he kind of sort of starts to lie, but he's mostly truthful. I'm not sure if he knows how to lie. Exactly with his condition. Right. He's mostly truthful, mm-hmm. and the detective stops him a couple times and says, "Listen, stop it." I can tell when you're telling the truth. I can tell when you're not telling the truth. And that's probably true because he's not a good liar. And, but he's like, uh, yeah, very matter of fact, this is what happened. And he is, he's, he's pretty straightforward about it, but there's no remorse there. It, it's not even like stoicism. It's, he's actually like, I did it all for Gypsy. I really love her. I would literally do anything in the world for her because that's how much I love her. And this is something I did because that's what Gypsy wanted me to do. That's it. That's it. That's really all he... I mean, that was the truth. Yeah. I'm not sure, like I said, because of his condition and core conditions, I'm not sure if he had the ability to lie or know he should be lying. I mean, he seemed really frank and forthright in his conversations. Yes. Um, and he probably said more than Gypsy wanted him to say because he probably in, in knowing that and him not lying, it was really apparent, you know, how how much she had manipulated him. Yeah. And, and I actually really believe he said it. And I think she actually did, too. If she didn't want him to kill her, he would not have killed Dee. Dee. Oh, Absolutely. And so that there's that part of me that actually feels bad for Nicholas because he was super manipulated and he's the one that got the worst of the punishment. So let's talk a little bit about the trial. So we know that Gypsy and Nicholas, if I'm not mistaken, were both uh, charged with first degree murder because it was premeditated, obviously. They were charged. Uh, uh, they had they were each essentially had three options. First-degree murder, second-degree murder, or manslaughter. The jury could decide which one they thought it was. Got it. Or not guilty, of course. Um, we So I think that Nicholas went the direction um, of the uh, psychiatric you know, evaluation, and then he was put into a, um, a psychiatric home. I thought he was, I thought he was found guilty of first-degree murder. <sighs> Let's see. Here we go. Oh, no, he was. Yeah, so Nicholas was found guilty of first-degree murder, and like I said, he was had the option of, I think, first-degree, or the he didn't, the jury had the option of uh, first-degree murder, involuntary manslaughter, or second-degree murder, with the death penalty on the table. Yeah. And he was found guilty of first-degree murder and sentenced to life in prison. Yes. No, I think that everybody would agree based on his evaluations that he was on the autistic spectrum. Um, they took that into consideration. They, But what the, I think the overwhelming portion of the case that really drove the guilty verdict for he, and I, if I'm not mistaken, um, Gypsy actually did a plea deal. So she had a, was in a, a better situation than Nicholas, and she served 10, she's got 10 years if I'm not mistaken yep, she's serving 10 years um, but it was all of the documentation between the text I mean they 
every single thought that they had, they put it in these texts to each other and it was exposed in court and it was just really bad for them. You know, I mean, it made a terrible case. Regardless of what you say about Gypsy and all of the abuse and Nicholas and his issues, they were very eloquent about talking about how they were going to make this happen and what they were going to do after at the expense of Dee Dee. Yeah, well, their original plan was for uh, for Gypsy to get pregnant and then Dee Dee to have no choice but to welcome Nicholas into the family for them to go off on their own. But that clearly, after the first meeting in the movie theater, it was clear that Dee Dee was not going to have any part of Nicholas, and so that's when they shifted to murder. Wow. So now we come to um, Nicholas uh, being in jail for the rest of his life, correct? That's correct. Wow. And I think that they had tried to, you know, sort of overturn this at some point because of his diminished capacity, and they denied it because, again, of all of the the, the documentation with the text on Facebook and things like that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, So he... Still stands by Gypsy, says he would still do anything for her. He is still madly head over heels in love with her and doesn't regret anything because that's what she wanted. And he still envisions a life together for the two of them. Gypsy, on the other hand, has moved on. And she's engaged to someone else. Um, the, the first time they met in person was with her father and stepmother. And apparently her father made his famous gumbo because we know he's from Louisiana and he's Creole to the bone. So we brought it in and they shared gumbo. They shared gumbo. And this guy's a good looking guy too. And so her dad or? Well, her dad's a good looking guy, but her fiance Oh. I know he's like normal looking. I don't know much about him though, oh. but I, for the life of me, I still don't understand how people fall in love with people in prison and commit their lives to them. And apparently, so <laughs> I found this really kind of funny. Well, she's not in forever. She's gonna be on twenty twenty. No, but I don't know how you fall in love with someone who's currently in prison and agree to marry them while they're still in prison. I agree with you, but it happens all it does. the time. And apparently there are websites devoted to convict oh, dating. wow, that's crazy. But yeah. uh, So this was, I thought, really funny. They have agreed that they're not going to get married until she's released, which, good for them, they can have a real ceremony. And um, <laughs> she doesn't have an official ring yet because they want to go ring shopping together. Uh, So they still have four more years, but she does have a temporary ring because a fellow inmate who was released and who got divorced while in prison gave her her old wedding ring. Oh. So Gypsy's wearing someone else's wedding ring as her own engagement ring. Oh. Well, that's not unheard of. It's weird. That's the weirdest part of the story. Are you serious? (laughs) You... I'm looking at you like you are absolutely batshit crazy right now. I'm like, I can't believe we're going to wrap it up with Brittany calling attention to some ring in jail as being the weirdest part okay, of this. Okay, it's not, it's, not the weird, it's not the weirdest part. But, all right, what if you were like, hey, Brittany, I know you were engaged to this guy who lives on the other side of the world and you can't see him. Here's the wedding ring from that my ex-husband gave me. Hang on to this right now, and so you can use it till you get a real ring. 
That's weird. It's weird for you and me, but it's not weird for these situations. I mean, I think that, you know, I, I would I would guess that Gypsy endeared herself to other people in jail. Oh, I'm sure she did. She's little. She seems vulnerable. Uh-huh. Um, you know, a lot of those ladies in jail and prison probably took her under their wing. Oh, uh, I wouldn't doubt that her. at all. And she has never been without her mother before. So she has had this controlling figure her entire life, and now she's free. I wouldn't be surprised if multiple people tried to step into that situation, not taking advantage of her, but for her looking for them. But I think you just hit something right on the head, which I think is a really good way to wrap this up. She has said that she is more free in prison than she ever was with her mother. Well, yeah, because she didn't have somebody in her face all the time. Well, and deciding her life for her and putting her through unnecessary medical procedures and intentionally making her ill and injuring her and yeah. doing godforsaken awful things. So in wrapping this up, let's step back a bit. Because I think what we've talked about all along is how much Gypsy perpetuated these lies uh-huh. and how much she's responsible for herself. And I think we would all agree that she is responsible at some point because she had the ability to get up and walk out of that house. Definitely. And I guarantee there are ways that she could have left that house and not been found. Sure. Not, she, I mean, I don't know how Dee Dee found her in a hotel room, but there are ways to not be found. If she really wanted to get out of there, yep. she didn't have to kill her mom. No, of course she didn't. But... I think that there was also maybe a side of her that she realized that if it was found, if she did leave her mom and it was, it came out, she would be held somewhat responsible for her own actions. And I think that somehow or another, she thought that may be worse than killing her mom. That's fair. I can see her believing that. Yeah. The scrutiny of that, not only having to go through it, but then being blamed for it. Right. Because she participated in it in some way, which she did. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, um, I feel for her. I feel for Gypsy because, as we say, Brittany, it's a lot to unpack and to live with for the rest of her life. Fortunately, she has an opportunity. She'll be 34, 33, or 34 when she gets out. So uh, she'll have an opportunity to live a full life, hopefully, and to heal from all of this and to do some good with her life. And I hope that she's seeing some kind of behavioral therapist or cognitive therapist to get her the help that she needs because she does not have any tools that she would normally have as an adult because she didn't get any from her mom and something to get her through this questionable behavior and to hopefully not be as manipulative as she was in her youth um, when she was manipulating Nicholas, right? Absolutely. So it's a sad story. It's a terrible situation. Twist and turns. Again, I would highly suggest you watch Mommy, Dead, and Dearest on HBO. I would also suggest, for good or bad, watch the act on Hulu. It's it's interesting and crazy and uh, surprising. And that is the place where I saw the most of Gypsy and her feelings and somehow in any of that being portrayed. You didn't see it a lot. No, in not, the not in the documentary. Because I'm just like, I want to be in Gypsy's head so bad. I just can't wrap my brain around how that would feel, right. how her actions her reactions and then involving Nicholas and going through all of that. I mean, that was, that was an intense, crazy, very prolonged situation. So, um, and then we, you had your rant 
I did. I had my rant. It was in part one. If you if you missed it, go back and listen to part one. Um, all right. So uh, quickly before we go, just a couple more uh, credits want to give. Uh, I got some information from biography.com, the podcast T-Cat, true crime all the time. Uh, of course, Mommy Dead and Dearest, the act, as Sonia just said, uh, and an article from Women's Health and Wikipedia. Yep, Wikipedia had a lot of really good information, so I would take a look there. Um, there are lots of different websites with more information if you'd like to see some pictures. I also um, really appreciated Generation Y's podcast about this um, topic. It was informative, as always, and I really liked their take on it. So I did get some information, additional information from them that I didn't find elsewhere. So uh, thanks, Gen Y, for always being there and entertaining us. We want to give a shout out to the Pod All the Time podcast network that we, Scarlet TCP, are proud members of. Other members of the Pod All the Time podcast network are Creative Intuitive, Another Digital Citizen, History of a Haunting, Round and Round the Podcast, Real AKA Truth Podcast, Ruck Up Podcast, Random Unnamed Podcast, Suburban Folk, Three Peas in a Podcast, Raw Sex Podcast, I Think We're Doing It Podcast. So if you like what you're hearing from Scarlet TCP, check out these other shows, the members of the Pod All The Time Podcast Network. All right, Scarlettos, thanks for tuning in. Stay healthy out there in these uncertain times. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Like, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. All righty. We are the ladies of Scarlet. Thanks, Scarlettos. Keep killing it. <laughs> <laughs>